0: Hi, this is Claire Artista, and this is my podcast, my monthly creative inspiration podcast. And I'm talking to you today from my gardens down in the Via Dietru Giorti in Guardia San Framondi in Italy. And I'm out with amongst birds tweeting and waterfalls falling and people with angle grinders (laughs) working on buildings nearby. Um, uh, This podcast is about... Using resources and being resourceful, resourceful even when you feel like you have nothing to work with, uh, and I'm talking about practical resources in this podcast rather than um, inner resources, which is what I often talk about. Um, so, um, if you ever feel like, oh, you know, I've run out of oil paint, or I don't have any canvas, or um, the specific pen I need, or and or shade of this or that colour of ink isn't available immediately to hand or I can't find it um, just go for a minute to your computer and do a search, an internet search for people making things out of junk or out of found objects and you will be utterly astounded at what people can do with materials that are, are thrown away mostly and it's a really exciting realm um, a realm of study and realm of um, exploration creatively to start working with a material that you've never worked with before, first of all, and also in this day and age, as it were, this whole situation with throwaway culture and with. Um, consumerism where we we take things and then we get rid of them Um, like the the major part of them, you know, we buy a small object and it's in a big load of plastic packaging (laughs) Uh, or even an electronic object that becomes defunct or something with recyclable elements or reusable elements, lots of things apart from the obvious um, comestibles like food and drink so many of the things that we're just buying on a daily basis have got leftover stuff with them whether that's card or paper, card, um, metal, glass, plastic Um one of the bigger issues is plastic of course because of where it goes and the fact that it takes a long time to break down um, and it can't always be recycled if it's in particular um, consistencies or in particular zones and areas like you might not have a, a specific plastics recycling uh, station near you in regards to the plastic that you're producing or that is produced around you. Um, as a younger artist I found it a, a really exciting um, realm of, of creativity um looking at what was directly available particularly when I was working in permaculture and looking at um, gardening situations with perhaps a, a space, a, a discarded piece of ground. Um, I absolutely thrived in this because I love to make use of old things that old other people don't want. Um, and not just that, I love to make, you know, repurpose things that otherwise would be making a mess in the world. And uh, like causing hindrance to humanity and to life on earth rather than causing joy or beauty to life on earth. That for me is a really exciting uh, prospect, the idea that you can interrupt that cycle and like the cycle of uh, contamination and the useful materials being in the wrong place, that you can interrupt that, get in the way of it and do something creatively. Like there are literally, there, there are, actually unlimited possibilities in that area especially because most of us I think if you're listening to this podcast it's very likely that you live in a rather western uh, a rather wealthy western culture and that you have within just a few short meters of where you live um, access to all kinds of abundance and if you even if you're in a rural situation it's very likely that you'll have access to natural abundance like even even more abundance um but if you're in a in a, a an urban situation and there are any sort of activities like businesses around you um shops cafes bars um there are there are a huge amount of possibilities for you to get involved with the waste materials that they're using and to use it creatively and do something really really fascinating with it um, as I mentioned, my realm of interest in in the past and now is, um, now that I've got another little piece of land that I'm working with down here, um, is with how we create really intelligent gardening systems, uh, not just for our own pleasure and well-being and therapy, but um, yeah, as a means, like as a spiritual practice, as a means of connecting with land. And connecting with nature, connecting with cycles of nature and connecting with the abundance of growth like that we get into that cycle and work within that cycle alongside nature to support nature to be even more abundant and we benefit from it and nature benefits from it and the universe benefits from it and it's like a win-win-win-win-win situation essentially. Um, Whereas the, the conventional or... And materialist and consumer kind of cycle of food is to basically drain the land of its of its nutrient and resources and water and make it into really unsustainable food and then sell it in a supermarket and then we just buy it and consume it so our part in the cycle is just at the pur- purchasing consuming and then creating waste aspect of the cycle whereas a garden, and even a small, tiny little square of land, even a little space on a balcony somewhere, or in front of a sunlit window, uh, or even a dark window, can be a space for uh, creating a huge amount of abundance. Like it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous how much abundance you can create when you start working intelligently with with um, creative systems and with cycles of nature. And once you understand cycles of nature. Like how a, how a plant produces seeds to the best of its ability, uh, how a root system works and how much nutriment a plant needs and what you can do to really boost the depth of the soil and the aeration of the soil and the the water drainage of the soil and so on. Like once you start participating in those systems, you can set up a um, really simple design and um rhythms uh, what's the word you can set up really nice systems in your garden uh, that are going to produce uh, with very very little input they're going to produce huge yields basically and a lot of that's just about getting out the way of nature and letting it do what it's meant to do and again as i've referred to in other podcasts um that's what the creative practice is and that's what being a creative human being is about It's about just removing the hindrances and removing the mental blocks which often get in the way and perhaps the emotional stagnancy and the emotional blocks which are in the way and all energetic blocks and just letting a thing flow through you, letting your inspiration be set fire to and letting that fire burn and feeding the fire like your inspiring, your inspirational fire. There's a, a bee hovering around the telephone thinking that, as I'm recording, thinking that it's a flower or something, I think. I know it's trying to get to a nest inside a crack in the in the wall. I think I'm getting in the way of bees. Um, so yeah, getting out the way of bees and getting out the way of um, letting nature function to the best of its ability, that's very much a, a great metaphor for the artistic path and the, the very happy, creative and fulfilled artistic path. And um, just on another note, uh, the resources that we have around us I think when I was younger, I was I was much more closed-minded. I remember being told at art school to just go out and find stuff in the street, and I was like, I was already in extreme culture shock at being in the city, because <laughs> um, I'd grown up in a village of ten cottages on a mountainside by the sea, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so for me, the sensory overload as a high sensory sentient was already like I, I basically wasn't coping very well in my first few years in the city. Um, but I was told to go outside and like you know just find found objects and I was thinking oh god I really wish I was back in nature where I could pick up twigs and flowers and stones and sticks and I would know what to do with them but in the it was a very alien environment for me in the city and basically everything in my mind was classified as as dirty and um, polluting and ugly and I couldn't really get my head around what what one would do to make art out of that like it wasn't really making that didn't make any sense to me it didn't didn't compute and um, after a while I sort of got hold of some cardboard boxes and in the end that didn't really work out so I I got hold of uh, went to the woods and walked around barefoot in the, the big woods near the art gallery in Glasgow and and collected lots of natural materials instead but um It basically doesn't... What I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what context you're in. There's always something that you can use in whatever way. It doesn't mean you don't have to be making a permanent art piece. You can make an ephemeral or a time-based art piece. You don't have to make something that is for sale. You don't have to make something that is um, a finished piece. It can be purely experimental. It can be purely playful. It can be purely... uh, uh, What's the word? Pleasureful, indulgent. Um, like just letting your senses be completely explored and expressed and and just having fun with that or it can be something really intellectual and really considered and thought through and looking at a material and allowing an idea to gestate and um, become something a lot more uh, complicated than is directly in front of you. Or it can be something that simplifies what you see around you and the materials that are there in front of you. Basically, anything can be a material, whether you use it like physically and literally, literally that you go and pick up out rubbish out of a skip, or a, um, like some sort of waste from the back of a shop, or um, some natural uh, materials, some straw from some dry grass from a, a park, trimmings. Um, Or you can use it in the sense of, like, conceptually by drawing or photographing and then taking that drawing and photograph and incorporating that into something else. You can take elements of things, you can take textures and literally, like, do rubbings of uh, materials and textures that you find. You can take details or you can take distance shots and then you can build something out of that. Like, in, in my real school of art, my online art school, Um, I set a lot of tasks that involve going outside and just connecting with whatever environment is outside there, like whatever's going on around you and also um, like choosing where to go and deciding what you really love and what really stimulates you, like what's the place that you feel most excited and inspired by and like immersing yourself in that and also Understanding what you really don't like and what you don't like about it and exploring that too like really looking at materials that you don't enjoy working with and looking at places that make you uncomfortable because as an artist you want to explore and as a creative human being you want to explore the full spectrum of all your emotions all your, um, your unique visual language that you're working with and you want to be able to um, like speak with the nuance of that whole spectrum like the whole rainbow of colours you don't just want to be drawing in black and white as it were you want to be able to you don't want to be able to show just the basic emotions of like I am really angry I'm really happy I'm really sad I'm really joyful Um, I'm elated you you want to be able to get all the subtle nuance of all those in between stages and all those subtle shades and all those states of being that don't really have names for them that probably if you live in Japan or come from an Oriental culture there's probably a name for it just like the Scandinavians have lots of words for snow and the Icelandics maybe I think they have the most words for snow and it's it when you're working with your unique visual language and your unique creative language you want to push yourself to really explore every every Notch of the all the different degrees of creative expression that you have within your capacity, and also to be like expanding that capacity all the time and deepening that capacity, heightening that capacity, expanding it, making it bigger so that you're more fully present in your um, creative force, more fully present in your practice and more grounded and with your roots down in the ground and with your head up in the sky like more really bigly present in what you're doing and another thing that's really great about using the materials that are around you is that it really makes you be present it really makes you brings you into this time and this place and makes you think about how you connect with the world even if it it brings up stuff like makes you frustrated or gets you upset that there's uh, contamination like pollution or rubbish uh, trash thrown away where you live. Like, you have an immense power as a human, a thinking, feeling human being to, you know, with arms and legs to go out into that space and do something and create something that makes other people think. That's an, ex- an astonishing superpower. Uh, and as a creative person, like, you can really help build bridges for people to understand more about what's going on around them and understand the depth of the world and understand the depth of potential that, you know, individually we can do so much and collectively we can... It's its literally unimaginable what we can do collectively if, if it's time for it and if we put our minds and hearts and hands to it. So, yeah, like, um, the state of the world being what it is, it's a, a really hot topic and a really... Um, exciting space to explore the whole topic of reusing things, making use of things that would normally get thrown away uh, like feel your way into that feel your way into what do you see every day that's getting thrown away, what waste do you see and have you ever thought like, ever had a little inkling of an idea about oh I imagine, I always had this idea for example about a lampshade I saw in a one of those big stores that sells household stuff And one of the reasons that I always used to never earn money was every time I went into a big shop, I would think, oh, but I could make that. I could actually make that out of things that are getting thrown away. And I had this idea about gluing a load of... um, either plastic, in in Italy there are horrendous amounts of plastic cups because lots of people drink their coffee in plastic cups and I love this idea of getting all the small ones and all the medium sized ones and all the bigger ones and making them them into this beautiful big globe like a big flowering kind of um, planetary form which has got all these like uh, modules all stuck together perfectly and all this lovely geometric symmetry and... Um, sacred geometry in it. um yeah, it's one of those projects that's at the back of my mind that i'll I'll be doing one day, but um let me know below this podcast. I would love to hear like what's your latest project or what's a project that you're inspired to think about just now, or what would you love to do if you had unlimited resources or if you could get access to resources that you know exist nearby? And you would really love to get your your hands into. Let me know, and or, or even if you've got some like big world-changing solution that you would love to discuss, put it out in the world there. Let me know about it, and let us know about it, and let's talk about it, and let's think about like what can we do to transform waste and build bigger things in the world than than just our cycles of uh, using and abusing and throwing away. I would love to hear from you. Um, make a comment below, or even reply to me on the in the email below, and uh, in the contact page. And I will speak to you in my next podcast in a month's time. Loads of good wishes and ciao.